Hey everybody, this is Ty with TC Backer. You are tuning in with Only Roofers Podcast. Welcome to the Only Roofers Podcast. My name's Elizabeth and my co-host Vince. Hi guys. We are here with Mr. TC Backer himself. Welcome to the show, Ty. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So talk to us, TC Backer, how'd you guys get started? Um, it all started with resentment. Um, <laughs> I guess long story short, I worked for family and things aren't always that easy working for family. So back in about 2005, I decided to go out on my own and I really haven't looked back since. Okay. How uh, do you have a good relationship with your family now after that? Or we do, or yeah, still? we talk now for okay. sure. Yep. Okay, well that's always good. Yeah. Were you doing roofing with your family previously? Mostly siding. Yeah, oh, wow. we were a siding contractor. We did a little bit of roofing, some windows, some gutters, but predominantly we did siding. Was that was that the pain point? Were you pulling away wanting to do more roofing so I want to open my own company or just interpersonal um, relations? Well, what happened was is my idea of what the company should be was different than what my brother-in-law's was. Mm. Yeah, so Vision, I, I'm visions wanting... were different, and that's that's hard no matter what. Yeah, it's always difficult. I feel like working with family, like it, it really, it's either a hit or miss. Like you guys either can build an empire together or mm. kill each other. For <laughs> sure, and it's funny you say that about the empire thing because I felt like when I left there, like we built an empire, but I'm gonna go build a dynasty. Yeah. Are, wow. you, are you guys yeah. in the same market now? We are, but I don't consider him uh, competition. I really don't try to pay attention too much to what he's doing because it only distracts me from what we're doing. Gotcha. Yeah. And what do you, would you say now is your biggest service? What are you selling the most out of? Roofing, you, predominantly roofing. roofing. Okay, yeah. how did that happen yeah. from going from primarily siding to now primarily roofing? Well, what I did was uh, the easiest thing for me to do at that time was to get involved with uh, new construction. So okay. I landed my first big builder which was Ryan Holmes, and we started out doing siding with them, but then they needed a roofing contractor, so I, I thought, why not? Because I'm familiar with roofing myself personally, and at that time, it was just me and a couple guys, so I was actually physically still installing the right. siding and doing the roofing myself, and then it just evolved into like this roofing machine. And then, and then you moved over from new construction to retail, yep. storm? Yeah, I tell you how that happened was, yeah. is I got in bed with an investor who flips homes. He does about 300 homes a year. Wow. Nice. So we did probably 50% of those houses needed new roofs, windows, hence how we got into windows and gutters. I bought our first gutter machine. Wow. It was on an open trailer. I had to wrap it with a tarp every night and I hauled that thing <laughs> around and it looked a little ghetto like Sanford and Son. That's how we all start, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? It was just one day at a time. I didn't really know which direction we were going to go in, but then we then uh, the recession hit. So then it was like new construction dipped, and then retail had taken off at that point gotcha. in time. And what, what were you planning for? Did you Was that the goal anyway, and it just happened the timing was right? Or or you you saw the, the recession hit, and it's like, okay, let's get into retail. Yeah, we totally had to switch shift. gears. Yeah, shift gears right away, because we went from doing 3,000 homes to 300 to three in the matter of months wow. for new builders. And it was like, we need to do something. And I didn't even care if we had to paint vinyl siding, which for me is a sin because I'm a vinyl installer. So I yeah. would never paint vinyl, yeah. but people asked us, yeah, man, whatever. I ended up putting my tool pouch back on and just grinded it out until, uh, you know, until things started to bounce back a little bit, and here we are today. So how how has that been? I mean, now you've been in business for how many years? Uh, about 14 years. 14, right? Yeah. So you started off very strong in a great place with great relationships. Economy dips, tanks. You got to put on your tool belt again, get out of that, and help yourself and help your team move forward. How much of that team has stayed there 
and how much has come and go that's a great question that is a really great question i do have people that have been with me since then since day one and then we've picked up several we have 56 in-house employees right now Mm -hmm. and who have been with us forever i think we we really our core focus is is culture so we attract people, we provide health insurance, overtime, paid vacations, 401k, nice. company vehicles, cell phones, so I mean everything. Staff. Right, everything that I ever wanted for myself, it's giving me goosebumps right now. Yeah. We, we provide for our people. Like, it's just, that's our people, that's our why. So that's a, a really great point because one of the most common complaints that I hear from roofing and construction companies is they have such a high turnover, mm-hmm. right? And it's always about putting the blame onto other the employees like employees don't want to work employees don't want to do this how have you yeah how mm-hmm. have you been able to just hold yourself accountable for the, creating that culture because that's really important for you to, to have taken that initiative right to hold myself accountable yeah. yeah really i think the biggest thing was is that i just i treat them the way that i wanted to be treated and it's probably a little overboard because i literally do that i literally want to treat them the way that i would want to be treated mm-hmm. like when we did the 410k most recently i gave everybody a dollar raise even if they opted into the 410k or not because i figured the bottom line was is that you could um provide 10 10 a week so i figured 25 cents of that times 40 hours a week is 10 bucks and then the other 75 cents would cover the inflation that we're all experiencing right now which is about a six percent on average so no one's hurting with the economy changing Yes. Yeah, because I figured we we are our own economy, so we need to take care of each other. And again, I want to treat them the way that I would want to be treated. Did you guys get a lot of storms? We do in our other location. We have a location down in what's called the Delmarva, the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area. So they usually get two good storms a year that we can work throughout the entire season. With With the economic forecast and changes, things like that, someone who got went through the recession pivoted and changed with you know without getting political too too far down the right. road no but I understand. With a, changing economy inflation everything like that where do you, how do you see and how you can help people on the other side of that camera like maybe look to the horizon look to the pivot plan for it's it and be ready for it yes. correct well i think most people right now are thinking about ways that they can pay down their debt i mean i, I really feel like 2022 is what's what i'm calling the mirage okay mm-hmm. so we're going to be busy as hell but i think a lot of people are going to be fooled by that and i think everybody really needs to focus on paying down their debt right now but if they're going to spend money spend it on branding and marketing because i feel like a lot of people are probably backing that off right now right. and don't see it as a easy as essential as as it should be you know what i mean because we've really doubled down on our marketing efforts especially over the winter months and you're becoming a household name in your area absolutely between billboards yard signs facebook ads geo geo fencing jingles singing to us a little yeah. earlier tc backer there TC we go backer, i knew i get it out of her backer, yes roofing siding windows gutters solar love it i freaking love it i love you guys so I just, much. that was what i was working on this whole time trying to get to that point right there there you go i'm glad you were practicing that that means i'm running headspace he is and that's the great great part about it is that people don't realize it's all about the details right mm-hmm. it's all about like something that small i'm not even in your local market but here i am in miami singing your jingle mm-hmm. like non-stop love it I love non-stop it. and my husband's singing it non-stop and i'm pretty sure pretty soon i'm gonna send you a video of all three of us just Do so it. you guys can use it i love it i love that man How thank did, you so much yeah of course so you have a marketing person working for you right now mm-hmm. how did you create that in-house position how did we create it? Okay, so I hired a guy to create a website for us several years ago. 
Well, he ended up doing mostly our work, so we both agreed that it would be ideal for him to just come for work for us full time. So it was a, it was a, it was a slow progression. It was a slow progression. Gosh, it wasn't like I want an in-house person handle first thing foundation website so on. Right. And what was cool about that was is that he didn't mind handing over the reins to somebody else to like update our website and stuff like that. He really wanted to just kind of babysit what everybody else was doing. Mm. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's much better. I, and in my opinion, if you are going to have someone in-house, right, mm -hmm. that person should be coordinating everything yeah. and really uh, reporting to you. Yes, and that's exactly what he does. So he's our director of marketing and sales. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the job we created that, for him. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, and he loves it and uh, he loved our culture. He, he got to know who I am, like personally know who I am. And, is and, he the one that did the podcast with us? Uh, no, John wasn't okay. with us, but he's the one who created that jingle, so you can thank him. Okay. That's thank him you. actually thank singing. John. So thank big John. shout out to John Stauffer. <laughs> he's actually singing that. That's oh, wow. him playing the music and singing that. Wow. Yeah. So how do you find such good talent, right? Because now you're keeping them, but how do you find them in, in the first place? And you were able to grow to such a it. big team. You know what's crazy about this is I don't even know at what point in time this started to happen, but we just attract people. Like people want to be a part of like what we're doing for the community. We do food drives. We do uh, what's called the 21 Turkey Salute the day before uh, Thanksgiving. Good. We served over 700 plates this wow. year. So people That's see amazing. that. We hand out hoodies, we hand out face masks, we hand out like, so everybody in New York City is wearing a TC Backer construction wow. hoodie right now. Wow. Yeah. So you built a, built a culture, but not only just a company culture, it sounds like you built a community culture. Community, yes, yeah. for sure. Because that's what I really want to do. I want to have an impact on our community. Like Where does that come from? Like yeah. what, tell us a little bit about your personal story. That's my mom. That comes from my mom. Uh, my mom was huge in the community. Um, her passing anniversary is coming up on the 11th. She rests in so peace. February is always kind of a, I don't want to say it's a rough patch for me, but it always reminds me of the legacy that she left behind and that I hope that I can be half the person that she was and try to fill those footprints. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job at that. Yeah. Thank you so much, yes. because that's where I really get it. I mean, she was in Exchange Club, Rotary, Neighborhood Watch Party, into the D.A.R.E. program. I mean, she did so much for our community. I don't know how she did her full-time job, because she made that her full-time job of giving. Wow. What's something you can tell somebody on the other side of the camera on building that culture and steps they could take to, to get that culture, yeah, not just as a company started? culture? Because we hear all the time, how do I keep great people? How do I build a culture? So on and so forth. What it sounds like you have a great culture, not only again, like in your company, but in your community. How, what are those steps you took to do, get there? It's not easy. It's almost like exercising. Okay, it's like it's like a muscle. I'm out. You, you have to exercise that muscle, and really, it goes back to what I keep saying: like tr treat people the way that you would want to be treated. Right. I mean, and really, that's what it is at the end of the day. And, and don't be greedy. Don't be selfish. Self-centered. Um, identify your character defects. Okay, so one of my biggest character defects is procrastination. Okay, mm -hmm. I know that. Identifying that is like 50% of the battle. Like, I'm lazy, I don't like well, to work. Well, you know, I definitely am extremely appalled that that is one of your weak points. Yeah. So how do you, yeah, so how do you handle procrastination? Yeah, how do I handle it? Being such how do you an build a business taker? with procrastination? I'm my own worst critic. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's also a character defect, but it's also, and I'm a neurotic mess. Okay, so that and suffer from ADHD. <laughs> so I use that to my advantage. Really, it just it, it motivates me. I, I try to channel that negative energy into positive energy and just keep moving forward. And sometimes I don't even know what the hell I'm doing, <laughs> but we just do it and figure it out. You know, and that's Who's not your, having like, right that hand? fear. 
What's that? Who's like your right-hand person? I have a couple right-hand men. Mm-hmm. I got Glenn and Chris Baker that is on the podcast with us every Wednesday night behind the tool belt. Um, I got Vic, who's my best friend, who is actually behind the camera on the behind the tool belt. Um, Brandon Severns. I've been able to surround myself around such great people who are smarter than me in certain areas that I'm not that I can't excel in. So that you, was probably you the biggest your challenge. Deficiencies and found people to solve them. Yes, finally when I could take those 15 hats off and delegate it to other people and good people, and that was probably the hardest transition in my career. You know, unfortunately for me, it's taken me 10 years to figure that out. When when someone like you guys you know, have learned hopefully from people like us mm-hmm. who beat our head against the wall and have worked tirelessly and tried to do everything ourselves. And at some point in time, I realized this is going to kill me if I continue to keep going the way that I'm going. What is your advice for the right. people that are like you already were established business, want to grow to the next level, but can't seem to trust others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point of wanting to be able to say, go to I'm going to delegate because someone yes. out there can do it better than I can. Right. How can you get to that? Well, I think you really have to be careful with that, especially if you've only been in business for like let's say one to five years because I think so many people want to start delegating too soon right okay so there's a happy medium that you have to find like okay what's more important on like my daily task okay so some of my tasks were just time sucks what I call time sucks where there was other areas that that as a business owner that I should focus on more than like counting um you know, J channels that were left over on a job. Like, okay, I can hire someone <laughs> that can do yeah. that job better than I could to, to return the material. So these full-time tasks turned into full-time jobs for people. So like, let's let's say, um, okay, Ashley, I hired this, this girl who worked at a bank. So what she does now, she's in our costing department. She scrubs the purchase orders and the estimates to make sure that the costing and the pricing is right. Well, I don't have time to do that. Plus, I'm not very good with numbers. Now, if it if it has to do with fractions and reading and tape measure, that's my strength. Yeah. I can build things, okay? She counts things. She She's good at numbers. So it's like, it took me a long time to identify that because I really felt like nobody could do the job as well as I could. When you okay. identified it, was it a sit-down moment? Like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? Or was it just a, a, a progression of life? A progression of life. Okay. You know, and with my mom passing, that probably really opened my eyes because one of the last things she said to me was, "Is Ty, life is too short. You need to slow down and smell the roses. So I think that was like a really big aha moment for me about seven years ago. Has it has it ever been now for you? Like, do you believe that there might be a situation where you should not hire too fast? Like, not just delegating your weaknesses, but just sometimes that's going to increase your overhead. To has that ever happened to you? Increase your overhead significantly? Like, whoa, actually, what do I need here? That's a great question. Okay, so that's crazy because sometimes you got to spend money to make money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, it's like that's, the craziest cycle yeah, ever. Right, it's it's the oldest rule of thumb. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to spend money to make money, but there's also a happy medium there. So with Ashley counting the J channels and stuff, yes, that that added another uh, cost. Okay, another salary, but with the money that she saves us with materials that are left over and not being returned back to the supply house. It, it has paid for itself. 10 but also times the time over. that you saved you that makes let you do what you're really great at. Right. Right. Build your business. Grow your business. Counting J channels is not making you money. No. It's no. Costing you money. Yeah, exactly. Right. For real. She's there to save you money, but she's not making you money. Exactly, which covers her salary ten times. So fold. is every position that you hire now you think of is this going to uh, pay for itself, or is it going to cost me money? But I'm 
investing, right? right? Exactly. No, that's, that's another that's, that's a great question. It's like, am I just being lazy and want yeah. to delegate one more thing to somebody, or does it make financial sense for me to hire this person who's good at this? Like John, I used to think that I was a, a pretty good marketer until I met John. <laughs> okay, well, John has taken us to a whole nother level of marketing, whether it be with a jingle, whether it be with our new logo design, who had who has helped us come up with a new design for our logo. Now that was scary, but I really felt like we needed something more updated and, and more to date than our dated logo, so. How much more time are you able to enjoy with your family? A lot more. Actually, I'm, I'm able to do things like this. Many years ago, I would never leave. Do you know what I mean? And I, I would stay at the office for 12, 14, 16 hours a day and wouldn't give myself a break to be able to come to things like IRE or Win the Storm or RoofCon where I think we first met you guys yeah. at was at RoofCon. It's like we're able to enjoy ourselves more, my family and our teammates. Okay, yeah. so like we brought Baker and everybody out and it's like the, we have enough people now that it'll function on its own today, yeah. which is really cool That's to amazing. watch that come to fruition. Well, what is your kind of like last piece of advice uh, to someone else who you may be able to hopefully impact with your video, with your interview? I think there's so many great guys just like you who are hard workers, want to build a culture, but sometimes just don't know where to start. Right. right? Yeah. What would, would be your suggestion to that guy? My suggestion, if you want to build lady. a... Yeah, guy or gal. Good point. Exactly. Good point. So, my biggest advice I, I would I believe early on would be be the first one there and the last one to leave if you want to build a good culture. That doesn't have to last forever, but set that tone early on. Set that expectation early on. Early on, be the first one there and the last one to leave. Love it. And then after that. And then after that, go on vacation. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you guys for watching another episode of the Only Roofers podcast. Thank you, Ty, for being part Thanks of our podcast today. And we will catch you guys on the next one. See you awesome. Guys.